On your Gaydar discussing all things LGBT, be sure to follow us on social media. It's at On Your Gaydar across all socials. Hello and welcome to On Your Gaydar. And we are talking celebrity tea. Usually, yeah, we don't talk too much about celebrities. We talk about just gay life because that's what we do. But <laughs> I feel like since Little Mix are allies and so many gays love them, we're going to have to talk Little Mix. Of course. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so first off, I'm Kaylee Golden. I'm Sherelle Smith. And men like... Levi Sean. Yeah. Oh, Levi's oh, like, oh, I'm oh. not just here for the looks. I'm here to talk under tea as well. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone that's been like sleeping under a rock, the whole situation with Jessie Nelson. So she announced like about a year ago now that she's leaving Little Mix. She left. She went quiet. She said it was that she was leaving for her mental health. That was the main reason. They said that she was leaving and now she's released a song with Nicki Minaj a couple of weeks ago called Boys. So, first of all, has everyone watched the music video? Yes. Yeah. Right, I feel so guilty because of all the controversy around the fact that I like the song. It, you it's like new, it. it's something you can listen to in the car, it's nothing too serious. That's no, I really I mean. do not like the song. I feel like all of the beef over the song, like they're beefing about the wrong thing. They should be beefing that the song is terrible. <laughs> it is so bad. Like, I feel like she can do so much better. Like, I, I honestly feel like she can do so much better. She's so much of a better artist. And Nicki Minaj as well. Like, I just feel like they could have done so much better. It was a really bad song. You really didn't like it that much? No, it was awful. Okay, fine. Fine, that's fair enough. If that's how you feel, that's fine. Yeah. But the main issue around the actual video is this whole idea that Jessie Nelson is blackfishing because she's got a lot of tan on, she's got curly hair. Apparently, though, the curly hair is her natural hair. No, no, yeah. that's, that's a wig. Let's be honest. No, but that she has curly <laughs> hair, that her hair's like that, but she's just yeah. wearing a wig that kind of that's longer <laughs> and imitates what her hair's like. That's what she said. Okay, fair, fair. Levi. Yes. Did you watch the live with Nicki Minaj? Yes, I watched it. I was watching it as well and I just thought, she's not speaking, why is she not saying anything? No, we're going to get to the live. Let's just start right at the beginning, which is with the video release, right? Oh yeah, sorry. Okay, right. Shiraz getting a bit too excited already. Okay, right. So, first off, do we have an issue with the hair? Shiraz, do you want to start? No, I don't have an issue with the hair. I have an issue with the song. Okay, cool. <laughs> Levi, do you have an issue with the hair? I don't have an issue with the hair. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, European and Caucasian women wearing the same hairstyle, so I don't really feel like we can blame Jessie for a movement that's happening. Everyone's wearing wigs these days, black, white, Asian, everyone's wearing wigs, so whatever. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think her speaking on the fact of that her natural hair is curly, it makes me feel a little bit more like, do you know what? Okay, fair enough. Like, if your hair's curly, your hair's curly. I've put a wig on before that it's just a curly wig, but just so I can have some more length or feel a little bit more extravagant. So, all right, cool. The next point is the tanning. Okay. The whole idea that Nikki is lighter than Jessie because of how much fake tan Jessie has. She said that she went on holiday and that it's not fake tan. How do we feel about that? Levi, I feel like you've got things to say. For me personally, like, I don't believe she's blackfishing on purpose, quote-unquote. But one thing I will say is I can totally understand why a lot of 
people of colour do have an issue with it because unlike her, you know, I'm going to use Nicola from Deals Aloud as an example. She went through a lot of years where she said she felt really pale compared to everyone else and she did not know how to fight tan. It made her feel better about herself. But then she had the option to wash it off. People of colour can't wash it off. So yeah. I can see why they would then feel offended because it's like, well, hang on a minute. You're taking, taking, taking from us. And then you're going to go and do a Miley Cyrus and then like switch it up and do a country album. <laughs> like, I get yeah. why but I don't think she's blackfishing. I want to say that. Okay. Do you know what I think it is with the whole fake tanning situation as well? Is that people have been doing it for years, and I understand that yeah. now people are willing to open up and speak up on things. But I feel like Jesse got the wrath of a lot of stuff. And in terms of cultural appropriation, where's his energy for Justin Bieber when he's releasing Despacito? Like, where's his energy then? Where's his energy for like uh, UK rappers like RD and H that's releasing black rap music? Where is his energy for everyone else? And where the only place that I struggle with is, okay, I understand everyone's issue. I completely understand it if people aren't comfortable with it. But my issue is, if the girl already said that she struggles with mental health, why is everyone only going absolutely in on her when so many people cultural appropriate? So where's this energy for everyone else? Agreed, totally agreed. I feel like it's because that she's seen as like an easy target because she's let herself out there and been vulnerable. Like the public attack her. And I feel like they, they kind of get a rise out of it. I don't know what they get out of it, trolling and stuff, but I feel like because she's an easy target and she replies to most negative comments, it's easy for people to attack her. Yeah, for sure. But the only thing that made me feel a bit uncomfortable is the fact of on the live, when Nikki's saying whatever she is about Leanne, I, I just don't feel comfortable with you saying that you don't agree with people being bullied and you feel like you've been bullied. And then when Nikki's going in on Leanne, she's just there laughing. Uh, this is the thing. I felt like she let Nikki do a dirty work for her. We all know Nikki's outspoken and Nikki does too much sometimes, yeah. let's be honest. She's the one that called out Molly Cyrus at an event ceremony on stage. On stage? On stage, in front of everybody. So, you know, culturally appropriating or whatever. So I feel like Nikki needs to tone it down a little bit. Jessie's letting her do the dirty work but she got the flack for it. You can't say, oh, I'm being bullied. Don't bully me. Mental health, let's look after each other. And then when Nikki's gone in on another woman, to my ad has just had two children. Yeah. You're just there smiling and giggling and letting her do your dirty work for you. So for that, I don't write her for that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the best thing to, to say is just, oh, we had our time together in the band and it just didn't work out in the end, but we're still cool with each other and leave it at that. Yeah. We've just said that and left it at that. The live yeah. was meant to be back song and the music video, and it turned into an attack on Little Mix. And unfortunately, Jesse, you may be successful now, but like, remember where you came from? Like, you were with them for 10 years. That's a very long time. You weren't unhappy for 10 years. I don't believe that. You were not unhappy for 10 years. You made your money, you got off, and now you're solo. I get that. But let's put some respect on their names, man, because, like, come on, you were friends for a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It is sad. It's just so crazy because I feel like you don't know what happens behind closed doors. Because before all this year, I thought there was all besties. I thought it was happy days. Yeah, same. It's, it's actually crazy. Um, another issue that people have with the video is this, obviously it's about bad boys and like her wanting bad boys. And with the lyrics, it kind of, people feel as if the lyrics are saying that it's like black men that wear a do-rag with the gold teeth, 
that that means that they're a bad boy. How do you feel like about that? I don't feel like it's aimed at saying it's all about black men because I mean these days, what my guys are doing, like I said, Asian guys, everyone is doing everything these days. So I don't think it's aimed towards black men, but I think because it's kind of set in the hood. It's you know it's it's a camp. he has got a cameo in the video as well. You've got an American rapper Nicki Minaj, who's obviously very popular and has her like urban crowd. I feel like there's a lot of aspects of what's going on that just makes it look like you're trying to be black. You're trying to say you like black men, and people are just getting affected by it. But like I said, Justin Bieber, you jump in and out of R&B. Miley Cyrus, you jump in and out of R&B all the time. Let's talk about Cheryl Cole. Cheryl Cole was doing this madness uh, 10 years ago. Nobody was speaking about it because she was a nation's sweetheart, but I could say that she was called appropriating 10 years ago, but nobody was speaking about that. But I feel like everyone on social media is so serious these days. You can't say or do anything without being dragged and cancelled. Like, it's a song, like, she'll release a new song in a couple of months and we'll forget about it, get over it. I yeah. think more than anything, where I stand, it's just where do we go from here for music? Like me personally, I'm a DJ, like I do radio. Music means a lot to me. And it's like, okay, so where are we going with music now? Are we saying that white artists shouldn't be sampling old school R&B songs? They shouldn't be doing R&B. They shouldn't be having, talking about black men in their video. They shouldn't have black men in their video. Like, where do we stand with it? How do we move forward? Because if this is what we're saying, that this is wrong, all right, cool, that's fine, but are we going to keep this energy with everyone else or are we just attacking one woman? I feel like they're just attacking one woman because she's, a, again, she's an easy target, do you know what I mean? She opened up about having mental health issues and feel like I feel like most people just thought that that was weak, but I feel like that's very strong. It's hard to come out to the public and say things openly. Like, yeah. It, yeah. it can literally ruin your career if you say one tiny thing wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? If she was able to actually speak about it. I also feel like if she would have been, in my opinion, honest about leaving the band, I would have been like, you know what? I ain't got time for these girls no more. I'm done. I'm out. I want to be solo. She wouldn't have got as much flack for it, but I feel like a lot of people feel like she used mental health as an excuse to get out of the band. Then <laughs> she's just gone solo straight away. Like there hasn't yeah. been a, a gap or a break. So I feel like that's rubbed people up the wrong way as well, because obviously mental health is on me all know that I'm not saying she's not struggling for mental health but maybe have a little break sister and then come back it just well, seems to be what she yeah. said in, that's what she said she needed it for that she needed a break from the limelight yeah <laughs> and now uh, you've got the in the world in the music video like what are we doing <laughs> yeah do you know what I, do you know what else I think is a big issue with all this and the reason why she's getting a lot of slack obviously the Black Lives Matter movement last year she didn't really do much for it. When Leanne's documentary came out and Leanne was still getting a lot of slack online, she didn't really show up and show much support. So I completely understand people's frustration that you can't now profit off the black community and profit off black music, but then last year you wasn't doing all everything in your power to really push forward the Black Lives Matter movement. So I understand that frustration because every a lot of celebrities was doing it, like a lot of celebrities was out there. It's not like she would have lost anything by doing it. It just would have been like, I'm showing my support. I feel like it's just like keep the same energy. I know Little Mix's music wasn't like, you know, hip hop or R&B, but they had R&B influence in their music. So yeah. I feel like that it has been, you know, that, that collectively they've been taking from black culture for 10 plus years at this point. Yeah. And I just feel like if you're going to do that and you want to be played on, you know, the, the urban stations, support us. Yeah. 
the like time. Jesse's when... song literally is is influenced by black music. Like you're you're sampling P Diddy. You've got Nicki Minaj in your video. Like yeah. it so clearly wants to be a night is R and B song. Like yeah. clearly. So if you want to profit off that, then all right, cool babes, <laughs> show up and show out. <laughs> so I've got a question for you. So obviously, it's number one here. Like the streams in America for this song, is, like they're crazy. American people are eating this song up. Do you think that UK, that the UK is just bad vibes? It's just us that has the issue. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I feel like in America, nah, I mean, it's. You've got the Kardashians, you've got all those girls that are doing the, the, the dark tan, the wigs. There, it's, it's happening already over there. It's happening a lot more so than I would say over here. But I also feel like if she thinks the UK is bad for haters, America's going to be a million times worse. So she better get ready for it. Also, when she released her statement, and in her statement she was saying that all she's ever known is black music. How do you feel about that? Because I feel like that's a lie. That's, that's a big lie. But if you put a bit of Britney Spears on, she would have been just like, oops, I did it again. <laughs> but even, like, even like myself, as a mixed race woman, I couldn't sit there and make out like all I've ever known is black music because that's not the case. I'll dance to Madonna, I'll dance to Britney. The little mixed music that you was releasing before was very much pop music. And yeah. so for you to make out like all you know how to do, you have no choice but to release R&B music and black music, it's all you know. Is a little bit well, sis. And she's also got full creative control over her new album, and she's picking and choosing what she wants to do. So if that's the case, then no one listens to just one genre of music. Nobody does. So if that's the case, when you do release your album, Jesse, I want to hear different genres. I just want to hear R and B, hip hop, and what you think people want you to do. That's what I think she's doing. She's doing what she thinks people want her yeah. to do. But we have no because we've never seen her as a solo artist before. Yeah. Surprise us, not generic, it's not cute. <laughs> yeah, she should have came out with something original when she came back. Yeah. Like, she should have came back with something, like a whole album, everything original, everything that she had made by herself. Like, this is what I can do as an artist. Not mm. take somebody else's song, remix it, and then just put it out there. This is your first song as a solo artist. Do you know what I mean? See, I think, if I'm, if I'm honest, I do think this is the kind of music that she wants to release. I do get the whole idea that she was into old school R&B. You can even see that from when she was auditioning for X Factor. Like she's been into like old school R&B and old school soul music. I think it is the music that she wants to release. But as I said before, you can't profit of black music if you're not going to be there for black culture and black history and empower black lives. Like. Yeah, and this culture of like, let's just do a song and let's just put a rapper on it just for the clout. Like, I'm bored. I'm so yeah. sick of like, why are we still doing this? Could no one do an album with no features? No one no. can do. That's the only person right now that can release an album with no features and still got number one. I don't think yeah. these pop girls can do that because they rely on the culture, the hip hop culture, to, to give them the clout. Yeah. Also, as well, Nikki has got a song with Little Mix before, and I'm like, Nikki, did you have this energy towards Leanne before? Like, no, she didn't. And the thing is, I remember at the time she was still warring with Cardi at that time, and it came out that in fact the song the song had gone to Cardi first, and Cardi turned it down, and then it went to Nikki. So oh, I kind of feel yeah. like Nikki's mental a bit still. <laughs> Ooh, maybe she is actually. 
Oh, the tea. Do you feel like Nikki is losing credibility and love? Do you know what? I never used to like her. I was a strong Nikki hater. But ever since this song has came out and the way that she's like proper fighting for it and just like kind of like because she's, she's going so hard for something, it's kind of giving me back that kind of what was it like? What was she called back in the day? Roman. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kind of like Roman energy. And I love her Roman energy. I will ride so hard for her Roman energy. But the way that Nicki Minaj is acting, mm. I don't know. It's a little I mean, bit messy. <laughs> I've what she done for like hip hop music. I think she she was the blueprint she, for the for the Cardis and whoever else are gonna come up. Yeah. Same time, I feel like you should have left it at the first album, Nikki, because after that you kind of fell off. Like she started again doing things what she thought everyone else wanted her to do. Whereas I know Nikki, I've seen videos on YouTube of her on the street hustling, rapping. That that's who you really are. Yeah. And you might be founder of this Barbie that isn't yeah. you, and it's kind of transparent, to be honest. We all grew up listening to Nikki, appreciating Nikki, and like she was a bad bitch. Like growing up, Nikki yeah. was that bitch. Was. But that now girl? she was that girl. But now with social media, other artists are able to speak up, and people are able to speak up, and we're starting to actually be able to see celebrities for who they are, not just whatever yeah. they want to portray to be. We get to get the real tea. When everyone's saying the same thing as well, you're trying to stop the bad. You say you're not going to an award show if that person's there. You're not performing if that person's performing. Like, Nikki, come on, man. When she first came out, she had beef with Little Kim because she was like, you know, she didn't influence me. Little Kim influenced everybody. Yeah, every female rapper. Everybody. Little Kim was the girl, and Nikki knows that. So just put some respect on her name. And she, at the end of the day, it comes a point in life where you have to hand the baton to somebody else, regardless of who you are. Yeah. yeah. You know, Cardi's big now. Nikki, just say, you know what, I've had my time. I might release a few tracks here and there, but you've got your perfume, you've got to do a clothing line, do, do a wig line, do a makeup yeah. line, there's so many things you can do. Like, music can't even Look at Rihanna, people are asking for it. They're begging for her album. Yeah. Think she's releasing that? No. She don't need to, <laughs> in that billionaire house. She doesn't need to, she is a millionaire. <laughs> She has not released an album since 2016. That's the way music, do. don't, music don't make money anymore, really. It's the touring. Yeah, exactly. It's no, a touring, it's... the advertisements, and then merchandise, like yeah. perfume, fashion. That's why she's got so much money, because she's not focused on the music stream. Do you hardly get paid anything? Yeah. If you could sit down and make money in your sleep, go <laughs> to meetings a week, and why would you then jump on a tour bus and do a world tour for like two years? Why? Because she needs to come and see me, that's why. We actually <laughs> needs to find me. I am on the other end of that plane. Okay. <laughs> I love that. So to finish up this discussion then, an honest answer, if you watch that music video without any uproar, you just watched it yourself independently, would you have thought there was anything wrong with it? Levi, do you want to go first? I wouldn't have thought there was anything wrong with the music video directly, but I would say that she's maybe trying a little bit too hard to portray someone, this character, that I don't think that she actually is. But in terms of the music video, she doesn't look any different to Iggy Azalea or Kim Kardashian, so it is, it is what it is, unfortunately, like, yeah. <laughs> Shira, how do you feel? I hated the song and I hated the video. <laughs> I just think that People are focusing on the wrong thing. We need to focus on the fact that the song is terrible and Jessie needs to, re like, she needs to release something that is her own and something that she's actually proud of because she cannot be proud of that. 
If so, she needs to Yuruka. be big solo career for sure. Yuruka. I'm honest. I'm just honest. Oh gosh. Okay, right. Let's move on to the second subject that we need to talk about then. Dave Chappelle. Am I saying it right? Dave Chappelle. I am on us. Yeah. 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 Okay, right. So obviously he's released another comedy video on Netflix and Everyone knows within his jokes, he says things about the LGBTQ community, especially trans people, and he makes comments and makes jokes about them. And now there's a massive backlash in America from people that are just completely boycotting Netflix, even their own staff saying, if this is being put on Netflix, I don't want to know. Um, what I struggle with, well, let me finish what's going on actually before I even give my opinion. At the end as well, he says, he won't make another joke about the LGBTQ plus community until he's sure that we're laughing together and that his problems not with our community, his problems with white people. So that's how he ended the whole comedy show. So the first question is, should straight comedians be able to make jokes about the LGBTQ plus community if they're not part of it? I want to say for allies then, yeah. Like, if they're actual allies, but they're just doing it, like, as, like, an actual joke, like, like, I love you really, but, like, I'm just making a joke out of it, then, yeah. But if they're not actually allies, then no, because it just comes across hateful. Yeah. And there's also levels to jokes as well. Like, if you have a joke with your friend, oh, my God, like, you know, I remember that outfit you wore last week. It's absolutely awful. Leave it at that. Don't let go yeah. talk and their makeup and their shoes. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's this levels yeah. to make a joke, which is fine. But like, no one to just stop because <laughs> you're doing too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And do you know what it is? I feel like if you had a white comedian that was making like a lot of jokes, not even just one joke, a lot of jokes about black people, surely people in the room would feel a bit uncomfortable. But yeah. so why is it fine for our community? This is it. I feel like sometimes mm. black people, it's very much, you know, support us, support us, support us, support us. But then we need to be able to call each other out as well. And he, in my opinion, is categorically wrong for doing that because if it was a white comedian and he was making jokes about black people, the uproar would be absolutely phenomenal. So why do you as a black man, a person of colour, someone who knows the struggle, do that to another group of people who are a minority? Support us. Don't drag us down for your career or at, the, at our expense to have a laugh. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And the thing is as well, like I appreciate at the end him finishing the show saying that he won't make any more jokes unless he's sure that we're laughing together. But now he can see that we're not laughing together. So if we're not, then realistically you need to stop. And you've seen the uproar before about the jokes he's made about the community. So it's been clear that the LGBTQ plus community isn't okay with it. So why are you still making these jokes? Netflix needs to be held accountable as well because you've got a whole LGBTQ section on films, movies, whatever, whatever. But then you've got somebody else in another section dragging us down. You don't need to be profiting from our culture if you don't support us either. So if that's what you want to uphold, take us down and give us another streaming service. Give us to Hulu or someone like that because you need to be held accountable also. This, this stuff yeah. can't be released until it gets the, the check off from Netflix. So they knew what they were releasing beforehand. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And do you know what else I, how I feel about these jokes as well? Is that, okay, no, they're not directly, like, extremely harmful and it's not awful, but it incites hate. 
and that's what the biggest problem is is that it incites hate it makes people think that it's okay and it's the same way that if we discuss racism and we say something like when someone touches your hair you don't like it know that it's not directly harmful but it incites other behavior it makes people think that other things are okay and that's what the biggest issue is i'm not saying that he's walking on the street and beating up gay people or trans people no he's not doing that but he's making people think that it's okay to say nasty things towards the community and that's not fair like it's not cool i think he needs to just remember what his status is like i feel like he's still he still thinks like this back in the day when he can just say whatever he wants to say and there'd be no backlash from it so i feel like that's why he may be released again because he's not here in the 2021 he's still living in 2003 where you can just literally say what you want do blackface on tv people are, like gay people on tv are perceived in a bad light like all of this stuff like i feel like it's okay like he's still in that mindset whereas now like people are open about things and they speak about things so i just don't think he's here yet he's just he's on his way to 2021 but slowly he needs to catch up honestly he needs to catch up (laughs) and what annoys me as well about this whole situation is that obviously it's been posted on like the blogs some of the uk blogs and i've read the comments and stuff and people are just like how can you be offended and not being funny until you are a trans person you cannot comment on whether a trans person should or shouldn't be offended by the comments i can't even comment on whether a trans person should be offended by his comments because i'm not trans so i can't turn around and make out like oh they should be okay with it or they shouldn't be okay with it and that's what is annoying me is that it's straight people going oh you should be fine with this but hun it's not your choice because you don't go through the things that our community goes through exactly that and and instagram's giving people too much of a platform this this, this should be kitchen table talk i call it kitchen table talk in in the morning you're having breakfast with your family you have that banter you leave the house and you go out into you know into the world but people now feel they can put this kitchen table talk onto a social platform and then try and spread the word like it's like it's something that we should all agree with definitely not like you've just said until you know the struggles the community goes through um the ups and the downs and the, the feelings and the emotions that we all we've all felt at some point in our lives you don't get to tell me what i should or should be offended about at all because as a, you know a straight person in this world life is going to be a lot easier for you than it is for me and that's a fact so yeah keep it quiet because you don't know you don't know anything <laughs> exactly and the thing is what annoys me in the comments as well is that everyone has a problem with the fact of that it's making headlines in the news and people are going oh the news should be commenting on more important things and other things and i'm like not being funny black trans people in america the violence level towards them is the highest it's ever been like Mm. ever so if we're sitting there and we're going black lives matter that's not a straight thing it's not straight black lives matter it's black lives matter as a whole so if we're saying that black trans lives like violence towards them is the highest it's ever been how can you sit there and make out like the news shouldn't care about this these are the same people that want to paint a rainbow on their face and you want to pride these, this is the same people that are doing it. So the double standard is actually mad. I think to a lot of people, we're a gimmick. You know, we're just, you know, one, two day a year, and that, that, they go back to their normal lives, and they, they forget about it. This is how we live every single day. This is our actual lives. Like, that's yeah. what the double stand. We're not a rainbow on your face. Like, this is how, this is us as a community. Like, either respect it. Don't come to our stuff. 
it's as simple as that yeah no for sure yeah and you know what i figured out yeah that this like going out now to clubs there are more straight people in the gay clubs than there are actually like <clears throat> gay people and i just feel like what's wrong with your own clubs like in a nice way what's wrong with your own clubs and straight clubs they're just dangerous and men are disgusting not yeah. no offense no, but, like, straight men, <laughs> like straight men are just so like they're like dogs on heat and i understand why girls don't want to go there and if the girls go somewhere else the men are going to follow so now it's just like going to a straight club and going to gay clubs yeah. now i mean where, where are, I'm from Wolverhampton, where I live, there's one gay bar in the whole city, and it's not even a gay bar anymore because, like, the gays have been run out. They've been run out because they can't go and be themselves. They can't yeah. go and be themselves, but they've got people watching them the whole time, pointing, laughing. And unfortunately, rather than look after... You've been the a gay club. Exactly. Rather than look after the community, the club has then allowed these people to keep coming in because they're generating money and profit. Yeah. But in doing that, you've then kicked out your own people. So your actual purpose is nothing, basically. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I feel like that's what low-key, yeah. I don't know how all of these straight people have figured out about how fantastic the gay clubs are. Like, but I feel like somehow, like via social media or something, They've pushed an algorithm to push yeah. out all of the gays from Birmingham gays here so they can build the flats there. Yeah. That's okay. what I think. Like, I, I know it's a bit far-fetched and a little bit like... Conspiracies. But it, I really do feel like that because going out now, there is nobody is gay in the club. Not that I'm like going out looking for people, but I need my gay guys to dance with. Like, where yeah. you at? I miss hey. you. But even if, you know, you want to get out, you want to go out with your friends, you want to look cute, you're single, yeah. want to go out on the prowl, you want to say, you know what, I'm going to go out and I want to talk to someone tonight because I'm single and I want to be in a relationship. Yeah. You go to a gay club days and it's like, spot the gay. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, what am I doing here? Like, I should be able to be like, you, 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 you and you. And I can't do that because it's yeah. just run with straight people, again, that have come out to watch the gimmick and watch the show. It's not a show. Yeah. So Honestly. Like, oh, I'm always at Nightingales. Good for you, hon. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going and you're going to end up in my position. <laughs> you will be gay by the end of the week. <laughs> oh, guys, I've enjoyed talking to you. I feel like I've got a laugh in my chest. Nice. I've definitely got chest pains. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that anyone feels like they need to get off their chest? I just feel like the whole Black Lives Matter movement, it shouldn't be you know, just straight black people, there's trans black people, there's people, black people with disabilities, there's gay black people, there's a whole range of black people, whether you're biracial, whether you're full black, whether whatever, we're all, we're all black in some capacity. Let's all yeah. support each other. Let's stop this double standard of let's support this this group, but not this group, but not this group. Support it all, everyone support each other, and then the world will be a much better place. But this movement has made movements in the past couple of years. And I think if we all continue to push this narrative and support each other, we can change the world. Black people are very powerful and we can yeah. change the world, but we need to all support each you other. Know, we, need to, we need to realise how powerful that we actually are. Because yeah. if we all came together as a unit, instead of attacking in our own group, I feel yeah. like so much more could happen. We could For literally it. take over the world. I we could. 100%. No, we really could. That, that's much. We're already halfway there because they're already using half of our shit. So, <laughs> you know, we're halfway there. We just need to get our shit together. 
Honestly. Do you know what I feel like, though? I feel like every time there is a news story out there about black people and about the LGBTQ community, I feel like I'm pressured to compromise the fact that I have any black in me. I feel like I feel like excluded from it. I feel like everyone treats being part of the LGBTQ community and being black. I feel like they treat it as separate things and they don't realize that every single day we have mm -hmm. to mix them together. We have to merge them together. And that's what I struggle with so much. So when the stories like this Dave Chappelle story and people are like, they're just trying to bring a black man down. They're just trying to do this. It's like, well, no, because why would I want to bring a black man down just for banter? Why would I want to do that? That's not the case. And I feel like it's very hard. I, I don't know. I feel like people don't realize what we go through being part of two communities. Like I said, black people need to be inclusive of everybody. It's not just a case of, okay, I'm full black, I've got darker skin than you, you're not part of this community because you're biracial. No, 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 no. We're all black in some capacity and we all need to support that. And if you're LGBT and you have black, so what, even better? Because you can bring two mindsets into a conversation and we can use that to change the narrative of what these people are doing and saying about us. So it, it yeah. shouldn't. Again, though, it, that's, that goes from the whole, like, from Jamaica days where they come over and it's just very much like, let's keep ourselves to ourselves and, no, we're all black. Last year, I did proper struggle because it it was like you didn't know where, I feel like I lost my identity last year. I feel like I thought I knew who I was. Did you go through your whole life, people saying that you're black, like, go to school, everyone's like, yeah. you're black, you're black. And then we had the Black Lives Matter movement last year. And then people was just suddenly like, okay, no, you're not black. You're not black, you're mixed race. Which I completely understand. I am mixed race, I'm not fully black. But it's kind yeah. of hard to understand where where do we sit then? Like, where do we sit? And I really struggled last year. I did. That's it, you sit with us and those people are very small-minded. I'm sure you've been subject to prejudice and, you know, maybe low-key racism in your life, the same way that we have. So why should it be any different because you're not full black? I'm paper who cares yeah we still go through the same things that you go through yeah. but this is the thing as well we go through our own issues as well like we go through our issues so if we're all talking on racism and we're saying okay cool we've all been subjected to racism cool i don't know what it feels like to be a dark-skinned black woman i don't know but with that said you also don't know what it feels like to be a mixed race woman and to go through what we go through where we're too light for this person too dark for this person and we don't know what we're going for i think sometimes i feel like everyone doesn't actually want equality and we say that but people don't want equality they want privilege and it's just like no if you're saying you want equality then don't then start being racist to someone else and racism does exist within our own black community. That's the problem. And I feel like a lot of people are, you know, salty because you know someone's got lighter skin than them, or they've got you know curly hair, and they want the curly hair. It's just, come on, man. <laughs> yes, it's so sad. Come on. I even spoke about this on my YouTube channel, to be honest, because I was speaking about like when I went to primary school, I had um, like I was in like an all like a predominantly white primary school, and nobody wanted to sit next to me in primary school and I never used to know why. So I just used to just be by myself. And then I moved schools and then I learned that everything that was happening to me in the white school was racist. Cause I, obviously I didn't know, like I, I was not really, like all my family members that were around me and close to me were white. And like I had my granddad, he was black, but he didn't really care. Like he was just doing his own thing. 
Um, so when I did go to like the predominantly black school, I learned so much. Like I learned like when they used to touch my hair, like they always used to touch my hair and ask me to touch my hair. And I didn't even know that that was racist. I just thought they were being nice. And I found out that was racist. The things that they used to call me, the fact that they never wanted to sit next to me, it was it was all racist and I didn't know. And then when I went to school, I realized that, oh, you, so you racist, racist, okay. <laughs> okay, see you. Oh, bye. <laughs> I feel a lot better now. I feel like I've just had a therapy session. I feel great. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining me on the podcast as always. I love you both so much for always being on here, supporting the thing. Thank you to our listeners. We love and appreciate you guys so much. On your gaydar discussing all things LGBT, be sure to follow us on social media. It's at on your gaydar across all socials.